You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rona solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday. If you can't listen live or only can hear a portion of the show live, no need to worry. You can always check it out on demand whenever you want. Usually close to the end of the show, it is uploaded. So just go to podcast, search for full-time fantasy, hit subscribe, and you'll be notified whenever the new episodes from the day are uploaded. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron 88 and you can check out all my work at fulltimefantasy.com our week seven projections are up so you can take a look at that obviously they'll be updated throughout the week as injury news filters in and out we have the week seven fab line bidding guide up the week seven waiver wire pickups the weekly fantasy football injury report and a lot more articles if you have any questions you can always ask them on the message boards in the forums and we'll be there to answer them uh of course we'll have the weekly snap counts wide receiver matchup reports to come as well as dfs articles and advice you can check out the optimizer as well so plenty of tools to use in addition to all the articles and now uh you can also find my articles at si.com fantasy my waiver wire article is up there and today the week seven stock watch went up with players on the rise, players on the decline and what you should do. Should you trade for them? Should you sell? Uh, remember, we're getting new data each and every week and things change in the NFL. Uh, things we thought in week two, certainly a lot different now. So you need to stay adjusted so you could check out that article. Then tomorrow, my sneaky starts article will be up on SI.com slash fantasy. Fantasy Taz from FFChamps.com. He will join me coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. But let's take a look at some of the latest news right now. And there has to be concern about Alvin Kamara right now uh, because the Saints have signed Zach Zenner. So this means that we could see Kamara sit this week or at least be limited. Remember, the Saints have a bye in week nine. And Kamara has a high ankle sprain, also has a knee injury. So uh, I think there's a good chance he doesn't play. So this would be a huge loss, obviously, for fantasy owners. Uh, Latavius Murray would obviously get the bulk of the touches, although it's not a great matchup against the Bears. But in a week, with a lot of players on by, I think in a lot of situations, you're probably going to start Latavius Murray, at least in deep formats. Uh, So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens here. But there's a good chance that we don't see uh, Kamara this week. So again, it's Wednesday. It's early, but the Saints are giving us an indication here by adding another running back to the roster that there's a realistic possibility that he doesn't play this week. So I have Latavius Murray in several leagues and actually really could use him. Uh, I know, again, it's not the greatest matchup here, but Murray looked good last week. Uh, he had a receiving touchdown that was called back due to a penalty. But uh, he's looked pretty good this year, and you know he's in line uh, for 15 to 18 touches. And let's not forget, before the bye week, do we remember what Josh Jacobs did to the Bears? So it's not like you're going to not 
start anyone against the Bears. I mean, they do have a good defense, but we did see Josh Jacobs run all over them. So uh, Latavius Murray certainly would be in play this week. So that is definitely something to keep an eye on, and that's going to be it's going to be a problem this week. Again, this is a tough bye week. Uh, there are certain teams where I look and uh, I'm, I'm in trouble this week. And I think a lot of you in the same situation. I've been getting a lot of questions like that on the message boards and the forums. And we're going to have to make tough decisions this week. And we might have to cut a player that we don't want to. More so in leagues where you have 16 roster spots. Again, a lot of my leagues are 20 roster spots. So uh, a little bit more depth on the bench. But with all the injuries and the bye weeks, it's still not an easy situation uh, I have a 14-team league where I'm probably going to start Latavius Murray regardless. So kind of hope that uh, we do see Kamara sit out. Yes, I don't have any Alvin Kamara this year. So that's why I can say that. Uh, last year I had a lot, and his rookie year I had a lot, and that was fun. So it kind of sucks not having him because he's one of the most funny, most fun running backs to watch in the NFL. It's just that uh don't have him this year. Uh, A.J. Green did not practice today. So we don't know when he's going to return. And, you know, he said that he wants to be at 100%. Uh, he does not have a contract for next year. He's 31 years old. And obviously, trade deadline is coming up in less than two weeks. And there's certainly a possibility that maybe someone trades for him. But this is just another lesson here. Because there was a lot of optimism with A.J. Green and drafts. Like, I, And I said this in the preseason. If you listen to this show a couple times, I was stunned at how early A.J. Green was going. He was going in the fifth, six rounds of drafts. And I was just astonished. And I love A.J. Green. I've always been a big fan. But you cannot be listening to the most optimistic timetables for players coming off injuries. I know the injury was early August. So you're like, all right, well, if he misses two months, he'll be back in early October. That's not the case. We're sitting here October 16th, and he's still not back. So just keep that in mind as a lesson. When you're doing drafts with players that with injuries, don't listen to that timetable. I think you always want to add a week or two because there could be setbacks. Things could go wrong. And then we have a situation here where it's a bad team. You know, Does he really want to go out there and risk something on this team? I'm telling you, he gets traded. He'll probably be out there that next week. It's just not the ideal situation. But the lesson is... Just don't be so aggressive on these injured players. A lot of times we think we're getting bargains, and we're not. And there was only one league where I drafted A.J. Green, and it was because it was actually early August, so it was kind of right after the injury. But it was round nine, and we have IR spots. So all I got to do is put them on the injured reserve and add someone. Now, the problem with that is if you get a couple more injuries, now you're shorthanded. Now, in that league, uh, I'm three and three. The final spot is total points, uh, so I'm right in the mix. So it hasn't crushed me yet, but I do have Devontae Adams on that team. So now Adams is gone. I have Godwin on by this week, so this week is a week where I'm in trouble with that league. But for me at that point, the investment wasn't insane. It was the ninth round. I think he was my third or fourth receiver drafted. So I looked at it and said, all right, I can deal with it. But where he was going fourth, fifth, sixth round of the leagues, no. No thank you. Want no part. And... So far, it has worked out. And again, we'll have to wait and see when he does indeed return. Because right now, uh, it doesn't look like he is going to go this week. Lots more ahead. We're getting a lot more injury news as teams return to practice and start putting out designations. We'll let you know. Key player out tomorrow night. Let you know who it is next here. Full-time fantasy.
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon getting set for week seven of the NFL season, which kicks off tomorrow night. Denver hosting Kansas City. Kansas City only a three-point favorite over under of 49. And in that game, Sammy Watkins has been ruled out with a hamstring injury once again. So basically, it's essentially three straight games missed. Yeah, he did appear in the game two weeks ago for one or two plays. So uh, it looked like there was some optimism earlier in the week that he would play, uh, but he won't. And man, you talk about 
an absolute disappointment. I mean, Sammy Watkins, week one, three touchdowns, and yes, part of it was Tyreek Hill went out. And you probably saw an opportunity here in this prolific Chiefs offense for Watkins to really step up and put up some big numbers, and he has it. And I've always been a Sammy Watkins fan based on the talent, and obviously he's broken my heart many times. So this year I really wasn't on Sammy Watkins. Only one league, and maybe my home league is smarter than a lot of the other leagues. So I had the first pick in this draft, and there are IDPs, but this year people really waited on IDPs like they should. So I already had five wide receivers on my roster, and the starting lineup is similar to the FFWC where we start two running backs, three receivers, two flexes, tight end quarterback, uh, kicker, and six IDPs. So, you know, I like the deeper starting lineups. That's what I do for most of my home leagues. I have a fantasy basketball draft on Saturday, and it's a, a very deep starting lineup. We start three utility players. So I like to start a deeping lineup. Uh, starting lineups to be deeper i just think it you know it rewards you for finding you know players late so i had no designs of taking sammy watkins at all in this draft and i'm sitting there uh first pick around nine and i'm like hmm sammy watkins is still here as the 44th receiver off the board i go all right well i'm not really not much risk because essentially he's not a starter for me if i'm starting all those five receivers you know at least going into the season of course, week one, Sammy Watkins on my bench when he had his best game. After that, he's been in my lineup. But, man, what a terrible disappointment for this guy uh, in this offense. So, obviously, Tyreek Hill back. Did not play a full complement of snaps last week. Should see some Chris Harris, but you're playing him. And basically, Hardman, Robinson, Pringle, they're all kind of – we already know – we saw it last week. Now – Last week was a game where the Chiefs had the ball for 20 minutes and 12 seconds. So it's hard to gauge that. But we also saw a game the previous week where the Colts controlled the clock. And Denver is going to try and do the same. You're going to see a lot of Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman this week. And you can run on the Chiefs. And those guys have been very productive. So it is a possibility that maybe the Chiefs don't have the ball a lot again. You know, Denver's been playing better. And Denver, it's not like Denver was getting blown out in their losses either. They had some close losses. Uh, and they've won two in a row now. It's a divisional game. Mahomes didn't have a great game in Denver last year either. So keep that in mind. But, you know, Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, I, I don't feel great about them. Because you saw last week, the floor could be really low. Robinson had four targets, no catches. Although he just missed a touchdown. And Hardman had a decent game. So... I might be in a spot where I have to start Hardman in a couple leagues. Again, I don't feel good about it. And this what sucks about the Thursday night game is I can't really wait around uh, with potential injury issues. And I might just be forced to start him. Uh, like in a league where I have him and Marquise Brown and two receivers on by, I might be forced to start Hardman tomorrow. But that's a decision I'll make right before the game. So... People will see Watkins out and be like, oh, Harmon, Robinson, Prayo? Not really. Uh, just understand that, yes, they are capable of scoring a long touchdown. They're also capable of giving you zero to four points. So as long as you're aware of that, if you attempt to put him in your starting lineup. Uh, Marquise Brown is still not practicing today. So they're saying that this isn't a, a serious injury. And... Brown has missed a lot of practice this year and still played, but we knew last week it was going to be a problem when he didn't practice on Friday. 
So uh, that's something to keep an eye on there. Uh, would love to have Marquise Brown back this week because I can certainly use him here uh, against the, the Seahawks this week. So that's pretty tough uh, if he's sitting out. But we don't know yet. Again, it's early in the week. Uh, really, we'll get a real better idea with Brown uh, after uh, Friday's practice. Some good news here for the Bengals, which we don't hear much, is left tackle Cordy Glenn has begun, uh, been cleared to resume practicing. He has been out all year due to a concussion. And we know the Bengals' offensive line is an absolute mess right now. And it just sucks if you're a Joe Mixon owner. And I don't have any Joe Mixon this year. And I think what we try to do each year, all players, uh, even the best players, you try to learn lessons. And I think one of the lessons you're going to learn this year, which we already knew, but maybe it's reinforced here after watching the Bengals, is if a team has a really bad offensive line, you got to be very careful of taking that running back. And we've seen a lot of bad offensive lines this year. And uh, the, the Bengals just have had injury after injury after injury. And it has really hurt Mixon in a major way. I mean, this is a guy that in some leagues went late first round, most leagues second round. And I remember someone uh, asking me in my draft in Vegas, you know, why did you pass on Joe Mixon? And I go, because I don't feel great about him uh, because I started with two wide receivers. Like, well, why didn't you take Mixon in the second? I didn't have a good feeling about him this year um, with uh, the offensive line. I mean, he has been held to 1.7 yards per carry or fewer in three of six games. He's averaging 3.4 yards per carry this year. He hasn't scored a rushing t- rushing touchdown. And last week, Gio Bernard played 53% of the snaps, mixing 48%. We actually are seeing a little bit Gio Bernard late in games. So that's hurting Mixon's floor. At least you'd say, all right, well, in a blowout game, he'll rack up four or five catches. He's not even getting involved. He has 14 receptions on the season. So uh, it's definitely rough for Mixon owners. Let's head to the phone lines. We got John in Charlotte. John, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Good. I'm caller, long time listener. Well, it's about yeah, time you trade. called, man. Been waiting for you. Yeah, hey, I did a good trade, but I feel bad because I did it against my son. Uh, I traded Dahlman and Watkins for Thielen, and then I just took his defense, so I didn't have Minnesota defense, so I didn't have to keep streaming defenses all through the bye weeks. Did you say Gallman? Dahlman. Wayne Gallman. Uh, the backup. Yeah. Uh, no, oh. the, uh, 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 no, the the running back um, when uh, – the Giants guy went down. Yeah, Wayne Goldman. Yeah, Goldman. Sorry. Yeah, Goldman. And then wow. both those guys got hurt. And it gave me feeling that this was after week four. I've been trying to get rid of Watkins since week one. And oh, so, uh, it was after week four, and Thielen went off for 25 standard points. Okay. So at the time, Goldman was starting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he had that one first big game where he right. got good two touchdowns. And then I got rid of him. I packaged him with Watkins, and I felt great doing it, except it was against my son, so I didn't feel good about that. How old is your son? 27. Ah, he's old enough to realize it. So, you know, <laughs> you, look, here's the bottom line. You're never done teaching your kids lessons, right? You taught your kid a lesson <laughs> here, right? I did. I did. I got two sons. My other son's beating me in the league, too. But Okay, well, then right. you're, I'm, I'm you're catching him now. I was going three, and now I'm, now I'm three and three. Well, it's time to teach him a lesson. Maybe you can do a trade with him and uh, come out victorious yeah. on this side, too. So, yeah, I, I mean, last year, but that, that was last year. Oh, yeah, that, that's over with. I mean, look, hopefully you have a trophy or something to at least remember yeah. it. But, that's yeah, no, that was, a, that was a good trade at the time, you know, uh, for you. I mean, well, he people pro- thought I was crazy. 
Right. And see, this is the point. And I'm glad you called. For everyone listening out there, this is the point of why you can't veto trades. you got to allow people to make the trades they want. Like you said, people were calling you crazy and probably said that your son was getting in the advantage. And now look, a couple weeks later, is the trade foolish? It's the other side. So this is why you can't, you can't veto trades unless there's clear collusion. And yes, the initial timetable for Barkley looked like four to eight weeks potentially. And Goldman looked like he was in a good spot. It's unfortunate he got the concussion. And Watkins, obviously, it even I know I was crushing Watkins a little bit earlier. And thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. But you know, these are why. Well, call- he has Mahomes. He has Mahomes, and he had and he had uh, 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 Shaquan Barkley. Right. So, so the yeah, trade for him looked made pretty pretty good sense. No, definitely, and I th- and that's a, an example again of why you can't veto trades. You know, a one day they look completely positive for one side, a couple weeks later it's the other side. You got to let people make trades. When we return, we'll go over more injury news. When we return, full time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here, it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Make sure you check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. If you have any specific questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums. And check out my work, si.com slash fantasy. Today, the Week 7 Stock Watch article is up. Tomorrow, Week 7 Sneaky Starts. Uh, you're probably going to have to really get a little sneaky this week, too, with a uh, some really, really key players on a bye this week. And uh, more injury news seem, seems to seep out every Wednesday and Thursday. So make sure you keep up to date. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Yeah, so that was a, a pretty good call before because... I get a lot of questions. I had one the other day saying, hey, uh, my league is split on this trade. What do you think? And I thought it was advantageous for one side, but at the same time, I don't see the rosters. You know, there could be a team that really needs a running back. Maybe they need a running back for this week. Maybe they're one and five. Maybe they're two and four. And they're on the precipice of their season coming to an end. And they look at it saying, I need to win this week. So that trade for them might be beneficial. Whereas the rest of the league goes, no, 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 no. It's too lopsided. Can't happen. And that's the problem with the vetoes. And, you know, that trade before that he talked about in week four, people were probably going crazy. Like, oh, my goodness, you're giving him a starting running back who could be the starting running back for four or five weeks and a receiver and a prolific offense with Pat Mahomes at quarterback. And you're getting Thielen, who's inconsistent on a team that doesn't throw the football. And then just a couple weeks later, how the the tide has shifted. Then we look at it different now. With Gallman being out with a concussion and Saquon Barkley probably back this week. And Sammy Watkins dealing with a hamstring issue and now essentially out for the third straight game. So that's why the veto doesn't work. you got to allow people to make the trade they want. Unless it is clear collusion. And you, I think you do have to worry about that with, I guess, a father-son. But there, it seemed like the father really wanted to uh, defeat his kids, which I love. I mean, I love that competition. And uh, that would be awesome. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that, you know, have the family fantasy football. And that that's what it's about, too. You know, we talk a lot about the high-stakes leagues and big money. And sure, we all want to do that. But... You know, there's supposed to be an element of fun and trash talk among friends and family. You know, like my home league is not even that much money. Uh, but, you know, I have a, a few close friends in it. So we like to talk trash. And, yeah, I want the money and I want to win. 
Uh, I'm just so competitive. I hate to lose, but that's what it's about. And, you know, sometimes we, we do tend to lose sight of that. And that's why I will never belittle anyone for playing in an eight or 10 team league, whether it's work, friends, family. The goal of this is to have fun. We do want to win money and there is some big money to be won, but not everyone does it for that. So we're looking for things in life that we enjoy to have fun. So if you play in a league like that and even if the entry fee is 20 50 bucks a lot of people will laugh at you who cares you know who cares i mean would i play in a league with a 20 entry fee no because i spend a lot of time on this stuff uh i think my lowest entry fee might be like 100 it's my home league i try to get it up for to 150 200 no one wants to do it so what am i gonna do i'm not gonna just squash the league i play in you know several other leagues with you know bigger prize entries so uh there's friends in it and it keeps people well connected. I mean, how many people get together just for their draft and they don't see each other for a long time? Uh, Christian Kirk. Now they admit, which we kind of knew at the time, if you saw the injury, it didn't look good. Now they say, yeah, he's got a high ankle sprain. So uh, he's still in the rehab process. So I thought he would be back this week, but there's a chance that he's not. And it sucks. It's a good matchup here against the Giants. I was hoping to have Christian Kirk back in a couple leagues. So. It's not good. The problem is they really spread the ball out. I mean, with Kirk out, it's mainly been David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. And again, I mentioned this last week, like Fitzgerald just doesn't have that huge upside. No matter how good the matchup is, he's not a guy that can break long plays. You know, he's safe in PPR. He's, you know, seven for 80. You hope he finds the end zone. Uh, But that's, I mean, we haven't really seen much from Demir Bird and these other guys. I, I do think you will see Chase Edmonds. Like, I think Chase Edmonds is not the worst start this week if you're desperate with bye week issues you know he has had two straight games with a touchdown uh they could use him in the passing game and look he doesn't have a huge amount of touches but maybe he gets the double digits this week especially with uh kirk potentially out again kirk hasn't officially been ruled out yet but they want him to be 100 percent before he returns so uh keep an eye on that uh and make sure if you do have kirk that you have a backup option in case he is ruled out uh the Bears are cautiously optimistic that Mitch Trubisky will play this week against the Saints. He's practicing in full today, uh, but they're really not sure yet. Chase Daniel will get some first-team reps. So it's obviously not a good matchup this week for Trubisky at home against the Saints, who have been playing tremendous defense. So it's not like you really want to start him anyway. I do have a couple of super flex leagues. Uh, actually, uh, actually, yeah, two. Uh, yeah, two, because one, I have Winston on by, so if Trubisky's in there, I'm starting him. And the other one, I probably will have to use him if he goes as well. So it's not ideal, but hey, with four teams on by, uh, you, you kind of have to roll with that unless you feel like you have a skill position player that is better. Saquon Barkley is practicing in full, so it sounds like he will return this week, so that is excellent news. Same with Evan Ingram. He is practicing in full, so he should be out there. Obviously, he's going to be a very popular play this week in DFS, going up against the Cardinals, and we know how the Cardinals have fared on the defensive side of the football against tight ends this year. Uh, Pretty much everyone has produced except Tyler Eifert, so Ingram uh, will be in play. Sterling Shepard was limited in practice today, so he's still in concussion protocol. I don't think he plays. It's his second concussion of the year. They have to be really, really careful with him. So you'll see Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, Ingram out there. Uh, probably Slayton probably gets Patrick Peterson. Uh, I don't know if they move Peterson to the slot for Tate, so 
Peterson probably against Slayton. I don't know. Maybe they put him on Ingram a little bit, too. Something to keep an eye on. Amari Cooper's not practicing today with that quad injury. I don't think he plays. Uh, I hope it changes uh, as a Cowboys fan, as an Amari Cooper owner in a couple leagues as well, because this is the ideal matchup going against that Philadelphia Eagles secondary, which has been shredded. I mean, we saw Kirk Cousins have the big game last week. That is the way to attack the Eagles. They've been really good against the run. Obviously, the Cowboys will continue to feed Zeke the football. They're not going to abandon the run unless they fall behind by a lot, which they have done the last two weeks. But kind of sucks here for Cooper. And the worst part is, say they make him a game-time decision, that game is Sunday night. So I'm preparing to be without Cooper this week. But we do still have a couple of days. Randall Cobb is not practicing today with the back injury. He said he intends to practice on Friday. So that is definitely something... uh, that's important too because you know he could see uh an increased role this week so uh you know he he could be someone that might have been dropped because he was out last week so he is uh in play this week uh in the matchup against the eagles if he is good to go so if he does practice friday that obviously would be a good sign and then you would think he potentially could be in there uh for the cowboys this week and Keep an eye, I guess, on Devin Smith, too. He's been inactive the last two games as a healthy scratch. But I think with um, uh, Cooper potentially out, that they maybe inject uh, Smith in there to get some speed uh, on that offense. Devin Singletary putting in a full practice this week. You know, the Bills have been really smart. They've been cautious with him. He set out. Since week two, plus they had the bye last week, so he should be good to go. And I feel really good about him this week, even though Frank Gore will probably get the bulk of the touches and some of the goal line carries. It's time to inject Singletary more into this offense. And it's a great matchup here going up against the Miami Dolphins, who have been one of the worst teams against the run this year. Uh, you know, Singletary, we've seen glimpses of him, but when he's been on the field this year, uh, he's looked good. Week one against the Jets, four carries for 70 yards. Week two against the Giants, six for 57 and a touchdown. Week one, two, five receptions for 28 yards. So uh, he is one of those players that with um, 10 touches, he can do a lot with it. And this might be a game where they get him going, uh, especially if they can build a big lead. Uh, they are favored by 16 and a half over the Dolphins. Speaking of the Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick named the starter against the Bills this week. So they had said after Josh Rosen was benched on Sunday for Fitzpatrick, he said Rosen was going to be the starter. Well, obviously, Flores came out and changed his mind. Not that it really matters much here going up against the Bills defense, which has been excellent, and they could be sitting on the waiver wire because they had a bye last week and people dropped them. Certainly one of the better starts at defense this week. Chris Herndon, has that hamstring issue. He's still week to week, so it sounds like he probably won't play this week, uh, which sucks. Uh, He'll just make the offense a little bit better when he is able to return, and I do have him in a few leagues, and I'm holding on to him in the hopes that he can return and show what he did last year in the second half of the season. Uh, He was pretty good uh, in his rookie year. Deshaun Jackson not practicing today. Uh, There's a chance he could play Sunday night. Doug Peterson already said that Jackson doesn't need to practice in order to play. And they certainly could use him because uh, the offense really needs him. They need that speed element. Uh, He commands so much attention from the defense. And it's just not been the same. You know, Carson Wentz has played well, but uh, it hasn't been the same. Uh, John Brown, limited participant in practice today with a groin issue. So uh, 
that's something to keep an eye on, whether that happened today or during the bye week. But uh, it doesn't sound serious at this point, but that's something to monitor because, again, a good matchup this week going up against Miami. When we return, we'll be joined by Fantasy Taz from FFChamps.com. We'll talk more football with him when we continue with his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. NFL season is now upon us, so you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Don't forget, check me out, fulltimefantasy.com, as well as si.com slash fantasy, the stock 
Watch article is up. Joining me now to talk some more football, it is Fantasy Taz. You can find him at ffchamps.com. Taz, what's going on? Hey, Adam, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. It feels like it's been forever since we talked. Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, I don't remember the last time we <laughs> did anything here on the radio together. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, for those uh, are like, what are they talking about? Yeah, Taz was on Monday, an hour with me. You could check out that show on demand. Uh, big trade yesterday. Jalen Ramsey finally traded, goes to the Rams for two first-round picks. Uh, what are your thoughts on this trade from both sides? Look, Rams definitely needed some secondary help, so it definitely helps them. They gave up a lot to get him, but he is one of the premier corners in the league. There's no doubt about that. The, the downside I see to it is he can be a little bit of a headache to a team. We've seen that. He's outspoken. You know, he, he gets out there, doesn't really care what he says. He just says it. And, you know, for a team that really doesn't seem to have any real bad influences, I hope that doesn't hurt them. On the other side, you know, they got some really good picks. They have two first-rounders and a fourth-round pick uh, for him. So Jacksonville definitely picks up some more pieces it can use. Let's face it. Obviously, the owner wanted Jalen Ramsey in Jacksonville, but J- Jalen Ramsey said no. Um, you know, and to the point where it's like my back hurts, my back hurts every other day and they couldn't do much about it. Well, I bet his back get, gets right real quick now that he's been traded. I'm pretty sure, you know, the Rams will get there and hey, look, I found Don's pills. I'm good to go now. Um, so, <laughs> you know, the, the mysterious back injury should go away. My question to you, though, you know, I think it could be a good trade for both sides because both fits needs. But my question to you is if. If you're the Rams, you're going up against Atlanta this week. You know, you're definitely not going to have time to learn the defensive playbook. Would you just put him on the field and just have him shadow Julio Jones all game and let the rest of the defense figure out what they need to do? Yeah, I think that's what you have to do because he's not really going to know much and you just say, all right, wherever Julio goes, that's where you go. and. If your back is okay, you know, maybe a massage will help a little bit, but because uh, that obviously, he's got to go talk to, to Mr. Kraft for that one. That is true. Kraft I, can I help he's him. He's got an in. He can steer him in the right direction. Uh, I think it was in Florida, though, so maybe he makes a stop uh, on, to Florida on the way. Because uh, that yeah, game is in Atlanta, right? That's not that far. You know? yeah. No, not that far at all. Absolutely not. Uh, Ryan Tannehill named the starting quarterback for the Titans. I think we saw this coming. Usually, this is the way I gauge it because I remember having this discussion right before the Giants made the change. When they came out and did not name Eli Manning the starter right away, I said they are going to Daniel Jones because if it was Manning, they would have said it right away. Same thing here. When they did not come out immediately and say Mariota's the guy, I knew they were making the change. Whenever they have that hesitation... That means they're making the change, and they're just waiting a day to announce it. So Tannehill, who replaced Mariota during the game on Sunday, he will start. What does this do for the Titans' offense? Is, is there any receivers that you feel better about now with Tannehill starting at quarterback? Well, see, that's the deal. We just don't know who he favors. You know, we, we really don't have any idea if there's any of the receivers that have really played well with him. Uh, you know, in practice, that kind of thing behind the scenes. 
that he'll favor once we get into the game. So it's really hard to just pick a receiver and say, ooh, that, that guy's the guy that benefits. For me, you got to start from the top down. I think it, it has to benefit Corey Davis the most. They need to get him more involved. You know, they paid a heavy price for him. He's their number one. They got to get him involved in this offense, and maybe that's what this does. I, I think it gives the offense a boost. But it could only be a one-game boost. This is Ryan Tannehill we're talking about. We're not talking about, you know, next coming of uh, of Pat Mahomes here. So, you know, I think it gives him a one-game boost just because it's a change at quarterback, and maybe that gets him a little amped up. But this is not something that's really going to help the team long-term. They're, at this point, they almost have to be looking at drafting a quarterback in next year's draft. Yeah, certainly feels that way right now. Talking to Fantasy Taz, you can find him FF Champs. Dot com. Uh, looking at the situation for the Saints, they uh, signed Zach Zenner today. That cannot be a great sign for Alvin Kamara's status for this week, right? No, it's absolutely not a great sign at all. Look, we, we knew he had the, the ankle issue. It was, you know, okay. And then, then he had the knee issue early in the game. You saw his knee, you know, bend the wrong way. Uh, he came back and played, though, and, and did pretty well. But obviously, after the game, it must have swelled up or something like that. They ran some more tests, found something they didn't like. But this this pickup is obviously not a great thing for Alvin Kamara's playing time this week. Uh, Chris Thompson also dealing with turf toe. And I know, oh, it's Chris Thompson. He's actually been pretty decent in PPR formats. I've actually been using him as my RB2 in a league where I've been pretty strong at receiver and have Christian McCaffrey. So you can plug him in there. Uh, but it's turf toe, and we've seen what happened to Devontae Adams, who is still out. Uh, does this change anything in that Redskins backfield at all for you? Well, it, you know, it definitely makes uh, Adrian Peterson a little bit more viable, but not for the next few weeks. <laughs> uh, next few weeks, they got the, the 49ers at home, but then they go on the road to Minnesota and Buffalo. So those are not great matchups for any running back. So that really plays a part into it. It's really hard to like any of the Redskins in these games. Maybe McLaurin, just because they keep feeding him so much, even against these tough defenses, uh, maybe he gets involved in that. But hard to love. Uh, but the running back situation is going to be awful here for the next few weeks. Speaking of running back situations, Devin Singletary been practicing and fully has not played since week two due to a hamstring injury. And has a really good matchup against the Dolphins this week. We know Frank Gore has been solid, nothing spectacular. What do you think about Singletary going forward? I like Singletary a lot. I, I loved him in the preseason. I, I like what he does, what he can bring to the table. He's a good, solid all-around back, but he's got the juice to get to the outside. He can make big plays happen. You know, he's all the things Frank Gore isn't at this point in their careers. Frank Gore is a great you know, downhill runner, he could do all that. He's still strong as an ox. It makes a lot of good plays that way. But Singletary is just so agile, so quick. You know, he can make so many other things happen that I'm really looking forward to him, seeing him get back on the field. And like you said, this is a great matchup against Miami. I know you're a big fan of Gardner Minshew. He's coming off his worst performance of the season against a very good Saints defense. It's the first time he's played that bad. This week, he gets to go up against Cincinnati, which is just really banged up across the board. I think they're going to be without two of their corners. Is this a bounce-back week for Minshew? Oh, I, I think it is. You're right. Um, 
So far in the season, Cincinnati's been 26 against opposing quarterbacks, so they're definitely giving it up through the air. And like you mentioned, both starting cornerbacks look to be out this week. That's definitely not going to help the situation for them. Minshew, I expect to bounce back a lot this week. Look, the, last week he got caught you know, as a rookie, as rookies do. The defense came out and just showed him a bunch of new looks, something he hadn't seen before, probably something that they didn't work on in meetings or anything like that because you could just see he was confused all the time. Uh, he was rattling off different changes at the line of scrimmage way too often. And you don't really need to see that from a rookie. You don't want to see it from a rookie. And, you know, it showed in his playing style he was confused. I think he gets right this week against the Bengals. Uh, the Jets' offense really came to play with Sam Donald at quarterback, and we expected that. Robbie Anderson had a big game. This week, though, they're up against New England, and we know how good that New England defense has been, even though they haven't gone against great teams. Robbie Anderson probably going to see Stephon Gilmore this week. Obviously, it's a tough matchup, so how are you looking at Anderson this week? Are you trying to get him on the bench, or do you feel like, hey, he's a guy that with one big play uh, can get it done? He is a guy that with one big play can get it done. We saw last week, you know, with the big long touchdown. And that's still possible even against a great defense. You just need one breakdown and it's good to go. Do I want to start him this week? Not really. Uh, but, you know, it really will come down to do I have better options? And, you know, that's the case in this scenario. I am looking for better options. I actually like Crowder a little bit more than I like Anderson this week because I do think Anderson will grab a lot of Gilmore and I think we see a lot of Crowder with those short passes those short dump offs he may not get a ton of yardage but he could catch six seven balls you know for that 40 50 you know maybe even 60 yard range and get you into those double digits I think it's difficult for anyone to sit a player coming off a game with three touchdowns uh, that was Stefan Diggs last week going up against Detroit this week what do you think about him this week, considering the erratic nature of the passing game this year for Minnesota? Yeah, I, I find him hard to trust two weeks in a row at this point. Uh, you know, of course, I had a great game last week, as you mentioned. But outside of that, he's, you know, been, I think he only had one other week where he's in double digits back in week four against the Bears. No, actually, wait, week two, I think he just barely hit it with the uh, the Packers. But that was on that 49-yard touchdown. That's the only grab he had that whole game. So very hard to count on that. He did good against the Bears. He had uh, seven receptions for 108 yards. And then, of course, the Eagles. He just lit up the Eagles. Uh, the Lions, you know, they're they're not a ton better. But Darius Slay is probably going to be sticking to Diggs a lot. And that really, you know, I don't like that matchup at all. I think they go to Thielen a ton in this one. And, you know, they're going to probably run a ton in this one as well because Detroit is definitely not very good against the run. We don't know the status of Devontae Adams yet for this week. We don't know about Geronimo. I don't think he's playing. Well, thank you for the great news there. I can and use Allison, him. I don't think he's playing either. Okay, so then who do you like anyone this week for Green Bay at receiver? I like Alan Lazard. I was going to actually bring him up and hope we could talk about him. Yeah, I brought him up the, with Doc, and he seemed to be down on him. I said, Rodgers likes him. That's a big deal. Rodgers requested him for him to be on the field. So if Adams and Allison are out, you should be bidding on him this week. Absolutely. Look, not only that, they were in comeback mode, and it looked like Rodgers was only looking for Lazard. You know, in that 
that last drive. That's all he looked for was Lazard. He's a big, strong receiver. He likes those kind of receivers. And, you know, he, he only had eyes for Lazard in a, you know, at a point where they were trying to come back. And I like that about him. Um, I don't expect those two to play this, this week. Heck, Allison might, might be out for a lot longer. And uh, turf toes are so bad, especially if they're the big toe. They can be so bad. So Devontae Adams is definitely iffy going forward as well. But Lazard, I mean, first of all, like you said, Rodgers asked for him to get in the game, which is number one. But then once he did get in the game, he just kept going to him, kept going to him. He made a nice grab for that touchdown catch, made a couple other nice plays, ended up with a good game. I think we see a lot of this kid this week. Yeah, and Valdez Scantling, man, he's had an opportunity here to really do something, and he has really flopped in a big way. Yeah, there's not much you can say about that. There's right. There's something about him, uh, at least so far, that looks like that. Just him and Rogers don't seem to be on the same page way too often. You like you said, this was a key, key time for him to step up, take that next step, and he's only had one game all season where he's in double digits. What are your thoughts on Josh Allen this week and uh, the rest of the way? Uh, Josh Allen, you're changing teams on me now? Okay. I'm sorry that caught me off guard. <laughs> um, I like Josh Allen. He's got a nice schedule going forward. So I, I like him a lot. Uh, he's gonna, He's got some good games that he'll have in front of him. Um, so, you know, I don't hate him at all. I have him ahead of some guys that, you know, in the beginning of the season we would have laughed at. But right now, you know, I have him ahead of Mayfield and Rivers, uh, uh, even Brissett at this point. So, you know, I, I do like him going forward. I think he's going to get a lot of use out of his legs. Although I hate the news about John Brown looking doubtful at this point. Yeah, let's hope that changes with that groin issue that just popped up today. All right, that is Fantasy Taz. You can find him at ffchamps.com. Follow him on Twitter at Fantasy Taz. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up here. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Cannon. Cannon. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple more minutes. You can check me out fulltimefantasy.com as well as si.com slash fantasy. The Week 7, seven Stockwatch article is up tomorrow. Week 7 Sneaky Starts be posted tomorrow morning. And if you have any questions, head on over to the message boards and forums at fulltimefantasy.com and ask them. Uh, Josh Allen is on the injury report for the Bills. It says he was a full participant, and the injury is listed as his hand. He hurt it against the Titans on an interception. No one really said anything about it, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on because Josh Allen is in a great spot this week. I think you'll see people use him in DFS. He'll obviously be a top streamer uh, if he's on the waiver wire, and he is available in some leagues. I did pick him up in a league last night with uh, Jameis Winston on by. My other quarterback was Rivers, and don't love Rivers against Tennessee. So Allen against Miami, his ability to run, I think, is in a good spot. So definitely uh, keep an eye on this. Again, it doesn't appear like it's a major thing, but you never know. And like I said, we kind of find out about uh, injuries we weren't aware of on Wednesdays, uh, especially, and sometimes Thursdays as people uh, players can get hurt midweek. Uh, the Rams general manager, Les Snead, said it's to be determined if Jalen Ramsey will play this week. They don't know how much he's been doing, so they're waiting for him to get there to analyze him. So, I mean, again, he's been out with a back injury, which we know probably wasn't the case as he didn't want to play for Jacksonville. So I would think that you do see him out there and they put him on Julio Jones this week. So that's something that we'll have to focus on. It'll be a determination, I guess, on whether you're going to use uh, some of those guys in DFS because that is one of the games that people will be looking at this week. The Falcons and the Rams, uh, very high total projected this week. That Falcons defense has been terrible, but the Rams still have major issues on the offensive line, and that's going to be the key. But Jared Goff does have two matchups here the next two weeks that are very appealing. 
going up against that porous Atlanta defense and then after Cincinnati. So it might look better this week uh, for them. But long term, there are still definitely some issues here with this offense. Uh, the over-under on that game is 54.5. So we'll talk about the games tomorrow and Friday, get you set up from a DFS perspective as well. Wraps it up here. I'll be back Thursday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh-huh.